Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, today is February the 21st, and on this day in 1990, Sir Paul McCartney was honoured with a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 32nd Annual Grammys. The big winner on the night was an unknown singer called Bonnie Raitt, who won four awards, including Album of the Year for Nick of Time. Now, I say unknown as a dig at the young mainstream press today who led with the headline, Shock as Unknown Singer Beats Taylor Swift and Beyonce to Song of the Year at this year's Grammys. Honestly, I despair. Also in historic Grammy news, on this day in 2001, Johnny Cash got out of hospital after treatment for pneumonia and made it to the awards that night where he won the best male vocal country performance for Solitary Man. It was his 10th Grammy Award. Elsewhere on this day, now it may be unpopular to say, they're not the coolest band in the world, but I don't care, Ario Speedwagon, love them. High Infidelity went to number one in America on this day in 1981. It replaced John Lennon's Double Fantasy at the top spot and spent 15 weeks there. There's some great songs on this record from the opener, Don't Let Him Go, Tough Guys in Your Letter, and big hits like Take It On The Run and Keep On Loving You, of course. Anyway, on this day in 1987, 26 years after being a hit in the US, Benny King's Stand By Me goes to number one in the UK, thanks to the movie of the same name. And going back to 1964, and on this day, the Rolling Stones released their first single in America. It's their brilliant version of the Buddy Holly track, Not Fade Away. But for today's main show, we focus on an integral businessman, a movie magnate and founder of an instrumental record label. Yes, born on this day in 1943 was David Geffen. David is 80 years old today. He launched Asylum Records, Geffen Records, DGC Records and DreamWorks, the movie company. The list of bands signed to Geffen is incredible, with some of the biggest selling records of all time, including John Lennon's Double Fantasy, Nirvana's Nevermind, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, White Snake's self-titled 1987 album, Peter Gabriel's So, and Aerosmith's Get a Grip, among many, many others, which includes the biggest selling album of 1982 in America, Asia's self-titled debut release. I spoke with Asia star Jeff Downs on episode 18 of Vintage Rock Pod and I asked him about the band signing with Geffen. 
take it back to the start because I heard that Richard Branson was trying to sign you up to, to his label, wasn't he, originally? But you, you ended up going with Geffen. What was the reason behind that? Well, I think originally John Kalodner, who's the A&R guy at Geffen Records, who was sort of well-known for uh, Foreign and when he was at Atlantic and places like that, and David Geffen brought him in as the main A&R guy yeah. for for his, uh, his new label. And uh, I think he tried to put together a band... Funnily enough, I think with uh, with Rick and with John Wetton and and uh, uh, and, and uh, I think Carl Palmer as well. So that that was going to be the foundation of that. Anyway, that didn't happen. So I think that was, must have been a year or two before uh, when um, when the idea was still sort of hovering around there, and uh, uh, we, we we finally put Asia together the way it ended up being. You know, when Steve brought me in. And uh, Steve had been working with John Wet, and then Carl Palmer came over. So it was, um, you know, th- that was the, the the core of what we were working on at the time. And, and of course, we were then looking for a record deal. And I think Geffen had uh, certainly maintained an interest, but at the same time, uh, Richard. I remember Richard Branson walking into our rehearsal room in Shepherd's Bush, uh, and there were about. <laughs> Six guys all behind him, all from various departments at Virgin Records, and you know he was like the Pied Piper, and all these these people were kind of following him. He was the head of publicity or whatever, and they came in there and they they um, you know they sat down, said this is great, 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 and they made an offer for uh, for the band just for the UK, but but I think uh, we were much more interested in in going global, and mm. so. When, when Geffen came back in again and said, "Look, we want you guys for the world," uh, that was a whole new, a whole new ball game. And uh, so we went with Geffen. And I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day rock goodness. So until then, take care. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.